There comes a time in every podcaster's life when they have to admit to themselves that they've been beaten. Now, Eddie and Travis, I know you guys have worked really hard. You put in the miles. You put in the money. You're great. You're fantastic. But there's one thing that you aren't, and that's Brandon. So you two give a hell of a fight. But in the end, the Wrestling Ruined Championship belongs right around the sexy, gorgeous waist of Brandon. And I hate to tell you guys, but maybe it is time for Eddie and Travis, those whiny losers, to finally pack it up and to finally realize that maybe there's more to life than fighting for what you know you can't win. Brandon's the champion. Eddie and Travis, you little bitches. It's time to call in your number. And it's time to realize that maybe Brandon Lane from the Wrestling Ruined Podcast has passed you by. And you can trust me when I say that because I never lie. And I'm always right. Guys, to our long-awaited return, our 2022 debut. God damn it, it feels good to be back. But fuck Brian Zane. All I have to say about Brian Zane is that he knows talent when he sees it, and it is my pleasure to announce to you and the world before my very feet, I have regained the podcast championship of the world. Collusion. <laughs> just let you guys just let you guys know this is Wrestling Ruin. Thank you guys for coming back. <laughs> Episode 22, The Draft, which uh, <coughs> was horse shit. Uh, that Brandon won. Um, Harley Race pulled a gun. Yeah, and you know what? Ratings. You didn't use Macho Man. It's a goddamn pay per view. How can you get ratings? And and you didn't use violence. And you didn't use the heavenly bodies. Also, also we uh, we had a simulcast on. um, (laughs) Oh, did you like overrun the pay per view and have to show your main event on Nitro? Or whatever your fucking. We wanted, we TV wanted to show save the Ballyhoo for live television. All right, Harley Race had a gun. Okay, Vince Russo. <laughs> they had a, it's funny because like when they showed the recap of the show, they had to do screen grabs because they couldn't actually show the gun. <laughs> it's bleeped out. Now presented by fucking UWA magazine or some shit. Well, um, so we got a, a a full page ad from Smith Smith and Wesson. Um, we got an endorsement from the NRA because we because he didn't shoot somebody. You know who wasn't favorable of the show? Dave Meltzer. Yeah, Meltzer. <laughs> Meltzer fucking hated it. Well, good. Fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> you know what? We're going to agree. Fuck Dave Meltzer. I am your host, guys. The extravagant, the incomparable, the former, now podcast champion, Eddie Shepard, along with... The COVID-surviving Travis Lasseter. <laughs> I'm immune for 90 days. Let's fucking go. You're you're like it's like you've been released from WWE and you're serving out your 90 days. That's all. It's all a dream. Like there's so much in front of me now. You live life in these 90 days like Marty Jannetty lives every day. <laughs> I watched I watched so much craptastic wrestling while I was in COVID quarantine. While I was still having to work, by the way, because my job doesn't let, let you have a minute rest while you're fucking it seemed, it seems, COVID. Uh, it seems awful. Yeah, it was very, pretty terrible. I mean, I'm glad it happened to you and not to me. I, but. I watched a lot of Thunder and a lot of uh, really late night. So you Nitro. punished yourself for having Man, COVID. you're just a sad fucker. I am, I am in the middle of Alex Wright's best... European wrestler run, okay? He is knocking off Fit Finley. He's knocking off the British Bulldog. He's knocking off Norman Smiley. He's knocking off a term for jerking them off. 
Right. I mean, he probably did because Jim Barnett was in the back. Boom, I'm my bolt. That's not. That's octo, not. Octo, octo. I am just jacking you off. <laughs> that's not cool. We love Alex Red on this podcast. We do. He's a we badass. Do. He's a badass. We do. And and uh, if you wanted to jack dudes off on Thunder, that's your fucking business. You had to swipe your hair back to cover your bald spot. We understand. Uh, guaranteed contract. Speaking of nicknames. Who's this pussy over here, by the way? That is the Canadian cucker. <laughs> Brought to you by TJ Bowser. <laughs> the guy that gave you the championship, by the way. Collusion. Fucking Listen, collusion. the reason I have this is because Eddie made one huge, huge mistake in his in his uh, event that should rightly have won. He turned Sting Hill. It didn't work in 99, and it wasn't going to work in 95. I had a gun. It was explosive. <laughs> I'm your champion. I'm the only one that Brandon created his Lane. own promotion. I didn't create hey, super shows. You're just you're just piggybacking off shit no one wanted to watch in '95 <laughs> on television. So er, fuck you, I, Travis. Eric says at, at our uh, friend of the podcast, Eric. Uh, what, what's his nickname? God, I can't remember. The man bun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the the meat cut in there. <laughs> the Viking meat hawk or something. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's it. We're gonna er, Eric it. said he liked Travis's the most, and it, it kind of it shocked me. I'm well, Eric also likes the comfort of men, so I don't <laughs> we, we love you, Eric, even though Skip makes fun of your kilt. We yeah. love you. However, though, I'd have a lot of people say that that was actually their favorite episode, so that's uh, something we're looking it, forward it, to doing. It was absolutely the most fun I've had doing this podcast, which is normally a bore because Travis is here. Oh, <laughs> Listen, you Canadian bitch. Just because we don't have strudels and fucking sing Oh Canada at the top of every hour is, doesn't mean we're fucking is, boring. Is strudel a Canadian? I'm going to go for some Tim Hortons. Well, I don't know Tim Hortons, bitch. You should know. You know what? You evidently know more than I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just faking it because you're trying to not be Canadian. I do. I do like How'd you like Boxing Day, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> he broke his is, is that when Hulk Hogan, or uh, AKA Thunder Lips, took on Rocky Bow Boner? <laughs> 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 You're gonna kill Travis. Good, good, fuck you, Travis. It's good to be back. Yeah, guys, we're so excited to be back here. Uh, before we gotta get rolling, we're gonna take a quick, quick break uh, with our uh, with our ads and um, kind of let this title ring soak in because it's bullshit. Fuck but, you, uh, Bronzo. We'll be right back with you guys. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in depth movie retrospectives and interviews with casting 
crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com. And we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. Gosh dang it, those are some good ads. Gall darn it. <laughs> you got one? Jolly G. Willikers. <laughs> great ads. <laughs> this is some fucking fantastic fucking ads, guys. It's, it's been a good minute since we've been back with you guys, uh, but we're back on track with the last Monday Night Raw of April in 1995. Uh, this show is going to be April 24th, 1995. It is says. It? There was 31 days in April. I do not believe so. I don't know. And it's not important, Travis. God damn, you're just holding shit up. These people have (laughs) waited. No, it's not, because there's March 31st. No, go fuck yourself, Travis. God, you're stupid. I don't fucking know. He's Canadian, and he's still fucking (laughs) The months are still the same in old Canada. (laughs) That makes no sense. That's not how time works. (laughs) It's 96 over there. (laughs) They're still cheering Brad. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. You're a piece of shit. Oh, he's watching Lonesome Dove. (laughs) Hey, but, I, I, fuck you, man. Lonesome Dove was good. <laughs> Frustrating. Goddamn word for it. Oh, shit. Season 3. Episode 16 on the Peacock app. Uh, go ahead and get yourself queued up, guys. And when we say 3, 2, 1, play, we're going to start this episode. 3, 2, 1, play. A lot's changed since we last talked to you, but fucking Peacock app still sucks ass. It is not good. The interface sucks. We're, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Peacock app. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. And our fucking one-year anniversary of the pod, by the way. It's coming up quick. Uh, guys, this is week one of three tapings. This is week one of three tapings from Omaha, Nebraska, from the Omaha Civic Auditorium. Uh, Storyline-wise, uh, how does Bam Bam even become number one contender losing to LT? Because he's trying to prove himself to the million-dollar man, which he should, because he's going to open his own fucking company and run the world. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the the storyline reason later on that they talk about it is that Diesel says that he's willing to take on any challengers. So basically, Diesel doesn't want any real competition. That, and he feels bad because Bam Bam, like, like. Messed with his friend, essentially. Well, well he didn't his feel, guest for the didn't, rumble. He didn't feel he didn't feel bad enough uh, because he fucking bullied him in real life. No, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, he's he bullied him in real life, man. Be a star. He's a heel. His beard's on point right there. This man loves fire people around the holidays. Just ask him. Oh, you know what, man? Fucking William Regal. There's no reason why that man should have lost a job. That's horseshit. Goddamn actions on. I, I got on a Facebook group today and asked if anybody had the entire run of actions on. No one has got back to me yet. Yeah, Did they know. say, are you with a woman? or <laughs> How lonely like, are you? I was like, I'm almost married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, bas- I'm basically married. <laughs> Killed Brandon. Almost. I live in her parents' basement. Uh, <laughs> I keep thinking of Wedding Singer. <laughs> He's like, I live in my sister's basement. <laughs> Oh, no. Dude, I love that Double J is now in the open there. Did you notice that? With his little furry glasses. Ain't I, I great? He is great. Just showed up in Game Changer Wrestling, by the way, looking like a desperado. He yeah, dressed like the fucking Undertaker. <laughs> and he takes it up and he gives the Ain't I Great smile. By the way, here, here's my obligatory fuck GCW uh, statement for the podcast. What about fuck AEW? A- I, I'm not going to entirely 
fuck AEW. Oh, God. Because, what? because AEW is making better decisions. They still have probably five of the absolute worst people on their roster, and if they trimmed that out and got an actual booker, they may have oh something. God, Vince That's probably the greatest compliment they'll ever get. Vince just put his back to the camera. Fuck. I, I was going to ask you this, because they just crowned new tag champions. How do you feel about uh, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? I don't care for Luchasaurus's gimmick. Uh, he's fine in the ring. Jungle Boy's got something. Uh, see, I, I figured you. I didn't know how you would feel about Jungle Boy just because he's a smaller competitor. It's not. See, the whole thing about size, uh, it's that you stay in your lane, kind of. Well, <laughs> so does stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> New segment on the podcast here: stay in your lane, Brent. Well, stay in your lane because I'm fucking talking right now. <laughs> see, you're breaking me. You're breaking me. God damn it. It's not. It's not the size. You can have. He's athletic, and there's a big difference between Jungle Boy and Dwarf Dong Sucker, aka f- fucking Marco Stunt, Marco Stunt <laughs> who is a piece of shit and should never be allowed on fucking national television. I don't think he's really been around. Lately. Look at those wranglers. They keep man. him on dark where he fucking belongs, and by dark I mean a ditch on the side of the highway. <laughs> Challenge still stands, Marco. Oh, it does. Oh fuck! Our well, first, our first match, our first match tonight is the Smoking Guns versus Barry Horowitz and Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> fucking suspenders he just threw off like a star. Guys, yeah. just in a couple months he's gonna be wrestling at fucking SummerSlam. And did you know he's part of a? Uh, Alex Wright's win streak on Thunder. He beats Barry Horowitz. Thank you. I, I mean, Barry, Barry Horowitz had a job in 98. Because Thunder. No one, no one could wrestle on Thunder after June they, they of 98. Had, they had Marty Jannetty on that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. And it's like bedazzled you know, pants. You know the thing? And, and, we're gonna, we, we always, and I, I shit on Marty Jannetty <laughs> earlier in this podcast. But Marty Jannetty. Hey, that's Brandon Lane. I'll give you his address, Marty. Because I, I don't want to die. Marty Jannetty was doing good stuff. On the undercard in WCW at that time. In his personal life, questionable. <laughs> <coughs> having matches... Oh, well, that's obvious. But having matches with um, Rick Martel and uh, Booker T. Like, he was a solid go-to he guy. Too, and a couple times on yeah. Nitro. It's yeah. weird. Got Brook and Brawler. How Remember when he played a hill with Leaf, uh, Leaf Cassidy? Well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> how many... Th- look, at that. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Jesus Christ. How many how many dicks did uh, the Brooklyn Brawler suck to keep his job the same? A lot, a lot. <laughs> uh, Not enough. He got fired eventually. <laughs> Pat was gone. So, oh god, Aww. look at that chop. Uh, they've already announced, guys, that we're going to get the rematch between the Smoking Guns and Owen and Yoko at the first in your house. And I still stand by the guns. Look like a million bucks, especially next to the Brooklyn Brawler. But well, just in general, they yeah. look they look great. I Billy. Apparently not on the steroids here, not as jacked as he is now. Double Russian leg sweet. And I've said this before, but I, I think if they had more conventional wrestling attire, I think they'd be a little more over you don't than like what they those are. Tight ass wranglers. You see the ball, just, ball, ball budge. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, Travis. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's just I never, I never like it when when guys wear jeans in the ring. I hate it when DDP did it in like. Ninety-eight. What about the Brooklyn Brawler though? Because he's a brawler and his pockets missing. Well, he's he missing loses all the time. <laughs> he's losing his pocket he's, and his life. <laughs> he's dressed appropriately for and a person who loses constantly. You know who's got the most <laughs> like wrestler attire in this whole match? Barry Horowitz. That's why Pat. Three of the four men are wearing jeans. So let's just. I mean, I, some indie shows are really excited right now. Oh, God damn, why it's so fucking cool. 
I almost I almost call out some people that wrestle in this area, but I'm going to be restrained. Uh, is, is it a new year, new you? No. <laughs> if I hear you put over Todd Pettengill, I think I might pass out in my chair. I have. Uh, oh yeah, fuck you, Todd. You didn't fucking never email me back, you bitch. <laughs> whoa! I pull whoa, for you, man. Whoa, whoa, Todd. That was a nice little new finisher that I used there. Did the no. jump and reverse. Uh, Here's the thing, Todd. Back body drop neck. Let's ring. all get on the same page, bitch. <laughs> uh, fuck you, dude. Hey, look! Hey, the way the way he cocked his face, show a little goddamn respect to your fucking champion over here. You're like you're like you're like second in line for the you're like for the nothing and happening express. The Rock in '98, you got gave the belt. Made a bunch of of money. You're not. You're not. You're not the people's champion. The people's chump. Oh, we missed. Really hurtful. (laughs) We missed this guy. This is Jerry Lawler. uh, Continuously says that he's laid out in a contract to face Bret Hart at In Your House, but Vincent Mann keeps saying you. You already know he's already signed a contract with Akushi. Bam Bam here is sporting a black eye and says he's going to bring the crown jewel to the corporation. It looks like he someone farted right in his eye. <laughs> pink eye. Extreme, extreme it was pink probably eye. Martha Faye. Oh. We'll talk about her here shortly. I'm sure Bam Bam. Oh. I'm sure Bam Bam. Took it a, looks bad. It does not I mean, look good. Bam Bam did heroin, so I'm pretty sure he ate ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was controversial. I mean, what happened to his tooth? Jimmy Del Rey, same exact thing. <laughs> Stacked it, stack it on a prolapsed asshole. Oh god! The difference is that Bam Bam, Bam, Bam was low key eating ass. Jimmy Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey upfront about that shit. Oh, we had such a great time too oh, because like sweet I was at home and I I found the fucking Heavenly Bodies on 2K19, which I'm still playing. And I was like, I have to get, I have to have a tag team for our fucking 95, my 95 show, and fucking Heavenly Bodies. And Jimmy Del Rey does the dance in the ring. Oh my god, they're live from Omaha Civic Auditorium. It's fucking Omaha ran over here with a fucking Reese cup rapper. Can you be yeah, fucking louder, you. Brandon? Yeah, <laughs> I can. God. No respect. Oh, here we go. Look at Diesel no with the fucking uh, paneling walls in the back there. In Omaha, Nebraska, that's still the fucking decor for living rooms. No. That's still the decor of living room in my parents' house. I can't I know. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I didn't know that they allowed black people in in Nebraska, and there's a person right behind fucking Vince. Wow, that's extremely racist. That's not racist. I'm poking fun at the racist attitudes of 1995, sir. I bet is, that is anti-racist. I bet, I bet Brandon and his Canadian hockey lodge is like, black people don't belong in hockey. Blah, 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 blah. Wow, Brandon. I thought you were a little more intolerant. Or intolerant, not intolerant. <laughs> No, that's right. You're just intolerant. Diesel says he's going to be a fighting champion like Bret Hart was, which is hilarious because... God, look at the hairdo on Lawler. He also, uh, I, I put in my notes, that he's a shit promo for sure. He is not good on the mic at uh, apparently, all. No, he is apparently terrible. kids don't know what fucking braces are in Nebraska, though, because they curls teeth behind him. Oh, that's mean. Bertha Faye completely changed her gimmick. Yeah, already. I already. I have my notes. She's already changed her gimmick. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. Do you think for the... For the better or for the worse, because it kind of knocks the wind out of her sails as far as being, oh, being like a badass, you know, being a, an intimidating force. I will give you this though; I feel like she got a longer run with that gimmick, this gimmick, than she would have the other one. I like it. I like it for the time period. Yeah. I feel like she looks very generic as this, as as was it uh, Ronda yeah. Singh? That's her name, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. She like, or was it Monster Ripper? Monster, was, yeah. yeah. She she just does not. 
It shouldn't stand out, but she stands out with this. Yeah, just like uh, NXT 2.0 does now. Oh, man. Aww. Hey, uh, Braun Breaker, actually, pretty big fan. <laughs> fucking, fucking Jerry Lawler makes fun of that sign we just saw that said, Alondra Blaze puts me in a daze. He was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of daze did she put you in? Alondra Blaze was too old for him at the time. But, like, this, I, I do like, I do like her like this, though. I mean, I feel like she got more of a run out of it. But apparently she hated this gimmick. But like she did it really well. They uh, they Maybe said that they, they, I, I can't I can't remember. I want to say it was Jerry Lawler, but Jerry Lawler says Harvey Whippleman Whippleman looks like Tom Arnold, and said that she Bertha looks like Rosea. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> of, uh, speaking of Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold coming to our uh, our neck of the woods uh, uh, for that Smoky Mountain Fan Fest. Is he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this is the match that Lawler calls him Bruno too. I, I, I don't have it in my notes, or do I? Maybe I do. That might have been the last episode we did, but I know one episode he calls him Bruno. No. I think I think it is this episode. That girl, that this girl looks like Marco Stunt compared to fucking Bertha Fay here. Like she, no, this woman legit is bigger than Marco Stunt. There are so many fat jokes in this in this match. Um, this is your Jerry Lawler says. I can see Hugh Hefner watching the TV, calling the phone, trying to talk to Harvey. Uh, <laughs> I need Bertha Fay. <laughs> Burger. She doesn't have her birth of fame music yet either. It's just no, it's just a generic music. Like that was nice though. Yeah, that was nice. I mean, I will say, Bertha Faye give, or Ronda Singh gives this lady a little bit of offense here. Wait a minute, that's not Silver King. No, that's that's <laughs> Sequel, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sequel play. I, I, I apologize. That's Damien Six Six Six. It's El Dandy. <laughs> How dare you? That's, that's Vil, Vilvana Five. <laughs> He's about to get his neck broken. Are we going to keep, keep this going? Like, is there any other one going here? Are we being racist? Right super, is that Super Kello? No, the mask? no, we're not. Oh, no, was that Blue Demon? No, we're being sexist <laughs> because we're we're misgendering this poor woman. You know, if you put her twin sister on her shoulders, you have Laparka. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. oh man! Which, which one? The one that died or the one that didn't? I don't know. Which the one that didn't. One. He's the he's the original. He's Harvey, the Harvey Whipple is just like a pedophile, and I guess that's his gimmick. But like. <laughs> <laughs> his hair slicked well, back. He's got the coat. Like I got candy in here. I got kids. a new. I got a new shirt idea. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, here, here's some of the things uh, that that are said during this match that could definitely not fly today. Uh, Everything. Jerry Lawler asks Vince, "How much does uh, Bertha Faye weigh?" Vince says he didn't catch the weight. Uh, Jerry Lawler also says her Levi her Levi's aren't five hundred ones; they're seven forty sevens. Yep, I remember that one. <laughs> he finds out the weight that she's two hundred and thirty pounds, and then he says that's just her right leg. Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Each polka dot must weigh 20 to 25 pounds. <laughs> they say that she has big tree trunk legs. Uh, we we saw it just a second ago. They fucked up the ba- uh, the crossbody. She actually landed on um, Bertha Faye's knee, Ooh. so I had to have hurt her quite a bit. Uh, who she, Bertha Faye is actually taking on well, La, La Pantera Serena. Oh, that way. Pantera. Pantera. This is, oh, God. This is the this why is didn't the Danny Davis Pantera's ever look? Why didn't Danny Davis <laughs> get on her about uh, pulling the hair there? Well, he's he's fighting off an Here, erection right here's now. Here's something else. Did you, did you notice while watching this episode how many fucking Duckman references there was? 
There was like there was every match. They're like, maybe we should bring in a pork chop or whatever the fuck his name is. Corn, corn fed. Corn fed. Blah, 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 blah. And then those guys love to hang yeah. out with Duck Man. It's called brand synergy, Travis. This Goddamn is, Pearl, this Pearl River Plunge there before it's a Pearl River Plunge. Oh, man. That's why you don't, you're not the user. Oh, <laughs> How much how much time we got before God uh, I missed this. How much time we got before uh, Ahmed shows up? Uh, Soon. A couple months. It's like October. He comes in he comes around September. September ninety five. Oh man. Oh, look at that finish. She just squashes her. I actually I have my notes. I love Bertha Faye's gimmick. I love the whole deal. Yeah, like, but she's a shitty wrestler. She is not good in the ring here, whatsoever. You know why girls wear scrunchies? Why? To tie their hair back before blowjobs. <laughs> How many scrunchies has she got on? Like six. Well, Harvey, oh, Harvey's got that big kick. <laughs> hey. Pedo cock. I can't keep a scrunchie. <laughs> God. He's, uh, he's, he's taller than Bertha Fay, man. He's a little fella. Look, look at those pants. He's look a little up. fella. He's a little fella. <laughs> well, I get her gift. Like, she's like, I'm so beautiful. I'm so hot. I, said, I have my notes to them. Her music fucking sucks. I, we talked about Duckman having that cheap plug and that this match, Blue Cock. He's live man, on my Brandon's birthday. birthday coming up here. Todd oh, fucking yeah, Pettengill, go fuck there. yourself, you mulleted bitch. Hey, fuck you guys, all right? You're still in my fucking He's a very busy guy. He's a very busy guy. <laughs> no, fuck this guy. A simple no email would have been sufficed. I'm wondering, is Todd living in this house that they're giving away? <laughs> he's squatting. He's right totally now. reading off cue cards there because he's looking down. Reading here. So what you're saying is he's not good enough to memorize. Uh, he's lines. not. He's not living up to the Todd Pettengill. Yeah, you know what, Brandon? I'm all in on this. Yeah, fuck you. We don't no, know. This no, shit. Then that response to you tonight, and then you're gonna have to edit this episode. No, it's, it's staying in. I'm gonna apologize later on. But they, you know what? I'm fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Live May 14th, my birthday. The, the only match, well, they have they have announced more matches than just Sid and Diesel. Yeah, they have. The, this is the first pay per view which we, we've they've talked about on <laughs> look, other podcasts. Look at the graphic though, Sid. They've made look, Sid smaller. This a little bit shorter here. That this pay per view is only fourteen ninety five. This was their selling point, considering the show is only two hours long, to make it a cheaper price point that they would think people would buy this. I, I, did, I was not watching a lot of WWF during this time, and I don't. I'm fairly certain I didn't see this. In your house, by my uh, one of my childhood friends. Shout out to Eric Kinsler. Um, it became uh, a bit of a ritual going to his house and watching in your house because his his dad was a bus driver and uh, he, he sure as fuck wasn't going to pay you know to to get a full fledged pay per view. But fifteen dollars is like well that's like three weeks of mowing the yard, Eric. So yeah, you can you can watch. Uh, Hakushi and Bret Hart wrestle. They actually had a, the tag match there with Razor and the Kid, um, and that was supposed to be what the Roadies debut match. And then Kid ends up hurting his neck, and then they bill it as Razor versus them in a handicap match. You know, sure. he hurt his neck. What? Muff diving accident. Hell, fuck yeah! <laughs> Jimmy Del Rey's like, "Come on, boy, I want to show you a few <laughs> they, things." They, they keep comparing things too, like Todd's like um, a gas. A, a take a gas is this pay per view cheaper than a take a gas? This pay per view yeah. cheaper than taking the kids to the movies? When they when they show Diesel and they show Sid, Todd says this is the big the biggest championship match in years, which inadvertently shits on Bret Hart because Bret Hart has been and kind of the flag bearer for the last few. Inadvertently shits on WrestleMania, <laughs> saying the the match with him and Sean wasn't. I can't entirely fault him for saying something so stupid because that's just the nature They're of hyping hyping yeah. an event. But in, in hindsight, you see it, and it's like, it's just, it just weird. Um, however, I have my notes, too, guys, that this pay-per-view on paper is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's hard to argue that this is a show that I would I would not, I would pay $15 for it. 
I mean, it's stacked. Like, if you look at 95, which Brandon fucking killed Sid, Sid and his fucking uh, fed over there, making him the leader of the new Dungeon, Dungeon of Doom. You don't know where the Dungeon story's going, Travis. Yeah, it definitely didn't involve Macho Man or anything. <laughs> Or the oh, Heavenly oh, Father. Yeah, it did, because or, Liz loses her baby. That could be Hogan's or Macho Man's. I did realize that I forgot to book Roddy Piper, but I didn't want him. I got. I tried to trade him away every trade I had. I didn't book actual Rodden, but that was by by design. I love how Sid's got He's on the toilet right there. All over his face. He's trying to take a shit. That's why he's so sweaty. Awesome, I know. Uh, smell that dookie. What did his promo even mean? Because it's so nonsensical. Like, Brush he, your teeth. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sid. <laughs> you broke me. You get some fucking peroxide. Uh, All right, boys. We're, we're getting what should be technically the, uh, main the, event. the main event of the evening. This is a really good match. It, it is pretty good. Um, I think it's a little long. It's 15 minutes, almost 16 minutes long. Uh, but we get Big Daddy Cool Diesel taking on Bam Bam Bigelow for the WWF title. I mean, it's better than a Bam Bam and Diesel match. How many How many championship matches have we gotten on Raw? Two. Uh, Diesel took on Jeff yeah, Jarrett. That's right. And then this match as well. Yep. Uh, we've had more tag title matches than anything. Well, I don't think they've had Actually, any. I think tag titles, I think we've had two as well. Because we had... Um, the kid. The kid. They lost the tag title belts, and they had the rematch the next week. So, the Intercontinental title well, has not and, been defended And didn't the Smoking Guns defend against... Uh, Heavenly Bodies right before Mania, I believe. I believe uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, because they were saying the titles, the match could change because of the champions. I mean, you yeah, the right. Intercontinental title has not been defended at all. No, I mean, it did. Because it, Owen was, Razor and Owen were yeah, wrestling, yep, and right. Brett interfered. You're right, you're right. So we only had one Intercontinental title match. And the damn Backland-Jeff Jarrett Intercontinental title match was on the fucking sun, the Sunday Night Slam before yep. Mania. You talk about that too much. Oh, it's a fucking good match. You're no, it's not. It's, it's really not. You're stupid. Roll on, Diesel. Jinx, you have me a bitch. There's that ultimate figure we're going to get. We're getting that ring. I the know. ring's coming so, this you know, year. This year. No, it's coming, what, March, I think they said? Yeah, coming out, man. I don't know. The, I, and, and, you, and you guys wonder why I'm the champion. Because <laughs> you're going to be so jealous when you see this I, I assure you 100% I will not be. You're the John. <laughs> <laughs> I like to call you other than <laughs> podcast, but I'm not allowed to. Oh, well. I know what you mean. Doesn't matter. No, I had it before. I'll have it again. Look at, look at your reflection in the gold and say what you got to say. Why is there a picture of Bonnie Lasseter on this title belt? Don't worry. I'm going to be the next champion. <laughs> Should have been no, the last, you're not. The last you're not champion. even in contention. I was supposed to be the fucking number one contender, and then Brendan weaseled his way in. No, and then he, no, I never got. He, a, I, never, I gave. I we. Had, if anything, Travis, I gave you the chance to be in that match because I had a. I had a rematch. Never beat both you guys to be to be the number one contender, and then you slipped all those fucking bear cloths to T.J. Bowser and fucking he, he <laughs> bear claws colluded. Is that another uh, that belt, thing? That belt is for ne- forever unclean. Forever unclean. Well, then if definitely. you don't want it, I'll get. I'll just keep a good extra tight grip on no, it. I'm gonna fuck that belt when I want. Oh that. Jesus! <laughs> they they I'm talk good. about Shawn Michaels saying that he's going to return in a month because um, he got powerbombed three times by uh, Psycho Sid. Uh, Diesel had a great look, though. Right here, man. I have in my notes too. These guys start for two big guys. They start this match off hot, like they're yeah. just boom, 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 boom. Bam, bam! Didn't just fall on his fucking head. Out of an arm bar. Going back to what you're just saying, Eddie, do you do you think that the reason for that is and because in ninety five terms, 
the crowd wasn't hot for women's wrestling, and that was the last thing they saw. Presumably, if this is edited in the sequence. Well, that, this would this was the first episode, so this was live. Yeah. No, live. but I'm okay. But my point being is like they're coming at this match hot off that. Yeah. To get the crowd into. It. Oh yeah, definitely. Face palms. In. Like watch Diesel. Like he's he's moving, man. Like he he's on it. Bam Bam, I mean, there's no question Bam Bam can move and work for a big guy. But Kevin Nash here, man, he's he's busting his ass in this match. He, he's, he's, figure splash. I, I give Kevin Nash shit a lot. And a lot of the reason I do is because he never really got to the level he could have gotten in terms of like an in-ring competitor. Because right as he was hitting his stride, he went back to WCW where he was getting guaranteed money. So he had no incentive to have great matches. Yeah, he already he already got paid hip toss. So this match is a little bit longer one, guys. And it actually is a very entertaining match. I'll give it credit. I think it's one of the better matches we've seen in a while. Um, what do you think would have happened if, if Kevin Nash would have stayed in... Uh, the WWF after, I mean, I know they, you know, I was listening to well, Bruce Pritchard talk about Taker, that that was kind of a one-off because they didn't want to invest money in the feud because they knew he was leaving. Do you think we would have gotten a, a more full-fledged uh, uh, program with him and Taker, probably leading to SummerSlam? Well, I mean, yes, it's possible. But long-term, just think about this in terms of uh, banter back and forth, having him and, uh, like, a heel diesel... And a babyface Steve Austin, like just trading verbal cues back and forth, that could have been fucking you know huge. Same thing with uh, with the Rock, a babyface Rock and a in a heel uh, Diesel, or a a face Diesel and a in a heel yeah. Rock. There's there's a lot of possibilities there, uh, but I think he could have been figured in into a lot of that top level guy stuff. I feel like the like the the heel Diesel that came out of the. Um Good friends, better enemies. Great match. Was a too. lot better than the babyface Diesel that we had, like I, through his run. His personality does not really suit a babyface because he's supposed to be cool, snarky, cool, like asshole. He's an asshole. Okay, like, well let's let's think about 1998 Kevin Nash, who like the Wolfpack, Wolfpack who's sort of a heel, but he's a cool heel, more more so a babyface. That type of character. Would have worked perfectly in the Attitude Era as a babyface, baby, oh, yeah. babyface with an edge, basically. Basically, he would have, if he he would have stuck around. Do you think he would have been DX? I think so. Yeah. I also I'll also give this a lot of thought. If he stayed around and he had the the gimmick he had, would Austin have got as big as he did? Because he was kind of that borderline, flipping people off, saying whatever he wanted to say kind of thing right before he left. I I, I, don't, I just don't think there was any stopping Austin. I think no. one way or another, he was going to rise to the top. I feel like they would have had a, they would have feuded somewhat. I literally just said know, that, Travis. I know, God, I know, I know. God, dig the shit out of your ears. <laughs> Sorry, man, I had to answer a work, work question. God, COVID, you got COVID in, in all your holes? I still got COVID in my mouth. I can't taste it. <laughs> <laughs> that's from the cut, that's from the cut of lingus. <laughs> but, like, I feel like if he, him and Scott Hall would have stuck around, you and May would have ended up with the click group more so than just DX. Or would you even got DX? Because well, then they want to be competing well, against the thing, NWO. Here's, yeah, here's the big thing, too, with all of this. And all of this kind of the momentum starts to swing, which we already know. We've watched some of the shows. 
They're they're doing decent for WCW. They're doing decent buy rates, no, but their product fucking sucks. It is not good right now. It is not good. So when '96 rolls around, you and, mean to tell me? Yes, fuck you, Travis. I'm in the middle <laughs> of thought here. So it, no, it, uncensored still is probably the it's still the worst <laughs> show we watched on this podcast it, by far. And we watched the fucking Bash of the Beat or a Great American Bash show, which was fucking terrible. Um, you got to think. With Hall and Nash leaving, the momentum completely switched with that. The fucked up thing about it is, Hall and Nash were not having barn burner matches like you were saying, Brandon. They got that paid money. They're just there, but their name value brought so many more eyes. Well, it's because it's and it's just it's all the way that they were booked. They 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 booked the heat. They didn't book them to have great matches. Their their entire purpose was to cause chaos and you know and lawn dart Rey Mysterio into the, still one of the coolest fucking. Visuals ever, yeah, and uh, a young Cody Rhodes. Uh, that that's when he uh, uh, inevitably got smartened up to the business because uh, he was crying that uh, Rey Mysterio got thrown into a fucking thing, and Dusty wouldn't smart him up. He's like, really? "Oh, Dad, what's up? You tell me, is he okay?" <laughs> I just think I think you you could have had because here's the thing when Hall and Nash leave. You have all these other characters popping up. You have Mankind shows yep. up right after that. Then, of course, you do the. They have the whole fake Diesel oh, Razor yeah. thing. So eventually, do we get Kane? Like it's like the weird dominoes I, that fall. I, I, there, there were so many people pushing for Glenn Jacobs. I still think the Undertaker storyline would have happened. I still think the whole Kane thing would have happened because. But then again, would have would have. Undertaker became champion because they they pretty much put the belt on Taker at WrestleMania 13 out of necessity because he couldn't give it to Brett. He just lost it to Sid in that whole four corners and then the next night losing it. And him and Austin were feuding so much, they didn't have anybody to give it to really but the Undertaker. And they could have let Sid keep it, but I feel like the Undertaker thing, Undertaker's path with Kane would have probably had. Well, not only that, too, we get we don't ever see them touch, but Vader shows up. There's Vader mm-hmm. and Diesel, Vader and Hall. Vader, Vader, what, what if well, Vader and Hall wrestled at the last? At Good yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But like, what what's to say that they wouldn't have put Razor and Diesel together as a team, as the Click? And they're the tag champions, and Sean is the fucking you know, a, uh, world champion. A feud we never really got that would have probably been interesting would have been Scott Hall and The Undertaker. We haven't never really Razor got Razor and The Undertaker. I mean, there's some Coliseum video matches, but like, they never had a full-blown feud. Which I think, like we were saying, too, the whole the feud between Diesel and Taker is great. It's overshadowed because of the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12. But to me, it's probably the first match Taker had at Mania that was actually good. Besides, that meant something. Besides Jake, I give I give the Jake one a little bit more credence because they had that storyline where they were yeah. together and then they broke Miss up. Miss Elizabeth, he was going to hit with the chair and all that. Yeah, not you. And yeah, and then the snake in the box and blah blah blah. blah. But I think that's the only other match in that time frame that was good. Was the, the was that Jimmy Snooker match sucked? King Kong Bunny match blew fucking yeah, I know. a we thousand dicks. Um. Giant Gonzalez was fucking terrible. WrestleMania 10, he wasn't there. Fucking 8 was uh, Jake, right? Yep. And that was it. I mean, those are the two best matches out of his run. But there was, I feel like the storyline with Diesel was really well played out. But going going back to what I was saying about Diesel, like, not really ever getting to be a great worker, 
Taker didn't start out as a great worker, mm-hmm. but he but he hung around there so long that his character evolved to a point where he had to have more competitive matches, and he became a guy that like at, with the right motivation and positioning that Kevin Nash could have been not in terms of character but in terms of quality of overall performance. Yeah. So it just goes to show you the difference in uh, motivators behind the the pay scale and, you know, selling guarantees as opposed to opportunities. I I really think, though, we would have gotten, it probably would have been, uh, they probably would have had a little deal, maybe some mind games played where uh, some of the in-your-houses building up to, like, you know, after Mania into SummerSlam where we'd get the second match with, Taker and Diesel at uh, SummerSlam, but then that leaves the question: What would have happened with Mankind? Mankind. Who would you have put with him? I mean, he could have given Sean. I know they have the match at Mind Games, but it could have given Sean a tailor-made feud with a bit monster heel, but he would have just ended up squashing him. But then again, you have Bulldog. What would happen with Bulldog? So it's, Bulldog would have never been. You don't think he'd ever in the main event? Like they they said that on a. Uh, I don't know if y'all listened to this something to Russell about Shawn Michaels is ninety six. I uh, just wanted to listen to it the other day. I think it's um the original plan is Razor. It's supposed to be Shawn and Razor. And this Razor's supposed to be in spot of the Bulldog and they're not they're just gonna have the feud come back because they have been intertwined throughout their whole careers and yeah. this time it's gonna be about the world title, not the intercontinental title. And those matches would have been fucking fantastic. But then you would have would you have got the whole Sean Vader thing? Would you have got Sean Sid? Well, I, Diesel have beat Sean. At the the Sean the Sean Vader shit was shit because of Sean. So yep. yeah. um, I, I'm fine with that not happening. I feel like Razor still wouldn't have got his world title. Even he wouldn't have beat Sean for it. And yeah, I feel I mean, like they, yeah, but we're li- you're looking in like the very narrow yeah. time frame. Let's fl- open it up to like you know like five years down the line. Like yeah. it would the complete trajectory of like those top guys would have been completely different. Yeah, because wow. there's no way that we would have not have had another uh, Diesel run as champion, and it's very very possible that uh, Razor may have gotten a run. The ascension of The Rock would have been slowed down a lot, I feel like. Uh, he, he still would have gotten there, though. Yeah. You can't, there's it just no, would have been prolonged. It just wouldn't have been 98. Yeah. He wouldn't have been on, I don't think he would have been winning the title in 98. Oh, and then you got to think, like, uh, Triple H, his his entire uh, run would be completely different as he well. Would, he would have been a mid-card guy. He would have been a Jarrett. I stand by that. I think I'm, that's not knocking him as a worker, but there's no way he could have shined. And then on top of that, you, I, he shined all kinds of uh, shoes <laughs> in, the, in the locker room. It's it's just amazing to think like just one or two people being in different spots could have changed everything that and, we that we would have seen. You gotta you gotta admire stuff through the '90s here because. What you don't really see a whole lot of now in the in WWE is them kind of taking a chance on somebody. I feel like the last p- time they really did that was Lesnar back in the day, like 2002, yeah. at fresh up-and-comer champion. But they, they were doing that because they had to out of necessity. And like you were saying, in the 90s, they did the same thing with Rock, and they did it with Austin. Mm-hmm. Like, But you said the, Austin was undeniable. There was no way he was not going to shine. But the Rock thing, it was so um, natural how it all kind of yeah. came about. Um, but they, they took a chance on that. You know, they took a chance on putting the title on Mick Foley 
through that little bit, you know, to kind of get them to mania. It's just little things like that, you know. I think it's funny that like they're when oh, when wrestling screwing up Bigelow. Whoa, it's a nice nice flop there. I think it's funny that like when things are good, they are they're more willing to take oh, chances. Here, here's the Ooh. finish really quick. He almost breaks his fucking ankle with Bam Bam. Look how Ooh. close that was. Oh. Definitely Diesel hits a better powerbomb on Vader than Sid's about to in a few minutes. I thought Sid was going to break his damn Oh, you mean Bam Bam. You said Yeah, Bam. yeah, on, on fucking Bam Bam. But I... I, I uh, you, know, you know something? He's revving the engines! Oh, God. Uh, I still would have really loved to have seen the whole Austin-Bret Hart thing culminate at WrestleMania 14 instead of Austin and Shawn. I feel like that's where it would have... If Brett would have held on to the title and then he wrestled Austin at WrestleMania 14, it would have well, been so well, much that's another thing. Than, if, if, if Hall and Nash had never have left in 96, Brett's not leaving. Brett's not going to WCW. No. WCW's not going to be on top no. if they don't leave. Also, uh, you got to think, too, does, does Sean have a match with The Undertaker where he focuses backup? No. But, but, but... Does he die from substance abuse for other reasons? Like there's, there's so, so many, much. So and, many. And, and we would really, not get Hell in a Cell. We wouldn't get the WrestleMania or SummerSlam '97. As far as I'm concerned, that would be the best thing. Not having Hell in a Cell, even though the first two matches were great. Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell shouldn't exist. That that '97 Hell in a Cell was, is well, like still the standard. Not, Hell in a Cell needs to be used for a blow off, not for a pa- not for a themed pay per view. Oh, here it comes. Ted DiBiase's about to kick Bam Bam to the fucking curb, you sweaty, smelly, fat bitch. Oh, that's mean. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> he's really smelly if you're on that casket. I oh, see we did. Look at that guy's dead. bald spot. No, all three of them. Oh, God. It's a family of bald spots. <laughs> Connect the dots, you dumb bitches. <laughs> <laughs> this fancy Gary guy in the front row. I can see his bald spot. They're bald. <laughs> but him off I bet, dude, I bet Kevin Dunn's losing his fucking mind. Where's the hot chicks? There's none in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> eh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> bam, bam, put your drawstrings you, in. You want to know who's from uh, Omaha, Nebraska? Steve Borden. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, Bla- the Blade Runner guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. Blade Runner. Blade Runner rock. <laughs> the, guy, the guy putting his CM Punk fist oh. in his head. Oh shit! He just slapped him. He, he the sweat went flying off. Boom! Oh fuck! Hey man, I got a chop. Tatanka, Buffalo. Those are Buffalo chops. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at Tatanka's bald spot. Oh, oh that's a hell of a man. clothesline. Bam, the crowd is so fucking oh, my hot God. for Bam Bam. He that's, a, a, that's a DQ in WCW. He caught a second win, McMahon. <laughs> Oh, man. I have in my notes that this stable really does blow. It was never made to get anyone over. You shut your whore fucking mouth. It wasn't, though. Sid's about to be the champion. Travis, no. He doesn't. You don't fire me, even though you just told me I'm fired. I quit, bitch. Oh. You just lost your unemployment for the Million Dollar Corporation. He's sweaty. Yeah, he would have got a nice severance package. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. IRS. How are you so sweaty already? Does Ted DiBiase pay... Each person in the Million Dollar Corporation a million dollars? No, no, how it works is they already have a contract through the WWE, but Million Dollar Man takes a cut of that. He's kind of like the Italian Stallion was with the Hardy Boys. It's profit sharing. <laughs> oh, I hate Sid in the Blue. Do not like it. Uh, every figure during this time. Yes, in do, Blue. Do the, you the, think the Hasbro and also the Bone the Cruncher? Uh, the Bendem, too. 
Yep, you're right. You think, and like when they release the Bendem, he's not even wearing the blue. And the Bone Cruncher pisses me off because it's almost like a fucking lavender. And it's it's not, he fucking always wore black when the Bone Cruncher came out. I'm sorry. The Bendem has a fucking white fucking elbow pad, which yeah. makes no fucking Body control. Sense. Uh, they, oh, here he goes. I, I feel like that. I feel like they're jumping him out of a gang right now. So the- he's about to fucking pillman him. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. If, if anybody's ever seen War Games with Brian Pillman, <laughs> drops around his fucking neck. But he doesn't care about this fat ass though. He just walks away. Oh, no! oh fuck! God! He's like, oh no, I couldn't get him. I'm, my softball arm, <laughs> fucking tennis pitcher, elbow. That's his pitcher. That's his pitcher arm. Here comes Diesel. Diesel gets a huge pop here. He stepped over the top rope. Why didn't you just slide underneath you, dumb cuck? Oh, Tatanka going over the top rope again. It's a double disqualification. Let's get out of here. I don't fucking need this. I'll see you at the pay-per-view. The whole idea behind this, guys, is Sid is upset, though, that Bam Bam got a title match this close to in your house. This whole Kevin Nash-Sid thing never fucking worked. It didn't work in 95 WWE. 2000 WCW. It didn't work in fucking 99, 2000 WCW. We'll get there. It was not great. Don't call I'm him. half the man that you are. And I have half the brand that you do. Blah, blah, blah. They call him Sid. Don't call me Psycho. This, this Raw, like I did watch ahead, <laughs> American Excess Corporate. Didn't say Express. That's how he pays them. It's kind of like one of those uh, chime cards. Next week's Raw is actually. Next week we get Razor versus Sid, guys. And then we get this fantastic main event match between an already out there Aldo oh, Montoya. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fuck yes, the Battle of the Mass Men. The Portuguese Man of War. Taking on the Black Phantom, who we already covered as Gang- who is Gangrel. Gangrel had yeah. some kick- sweet kick pads, though. Look at Agreed. Pad. The silver kick pads? All right, am I opening my fucking Christmas present now? Yeah, now would be a good time to do Now's that. a good time to do this shit. You got a guy with a jock strap and a fucking heroin addiction I, in the room. I like that my... Uh, it says, love you, XOXO. <laughs> it does. So Travis, Travis just found random bags because he gave my uh, my present, which was an Ernest the Cat Miller autograph. <laughs> in what was it, like a weird like birthday? It's like Brandon has anxiety open this. Like, he's like, <laughs> I fucking hate that. I seriously have no idea what he well, got you. Well, one, one of these things uh, you were nice enough to, to, to get for me, even though I, oh, yeah, I forgot about reimbursed that. with... Uh, the family that busts together, uh, Phoebe and uh, Spectral Egon. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but it, the movie's been out for Among quite a while now. So. My kids loved it. It was fantastic. Um, very, very happy to add this. Oh, to and this he drops collection. it. That's <laughs> the first movie. Anyway. That's the I'm first drunk. movie, Brandon, that I ever took my kids to see. Really? Yep. I wanted to wait till they got a little and bit older. And now the creme de la creme. There's here. a fucking autograph here. <laughs> I didn't buy you a frame. I did exactly like you told me to do it. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> it is it's, the, it's the fourth member of Three Count Tank Abbott. Ironic, as we try, he was trying to find Three Count, and he could not. All I could find was Evan Courageous, like the other two ones. I do, okay. <laughs> I, I have come close twice to winning Evan Courageous autographs oh, for God. both of you at different <laughs> times. Dude, I and had one I could have bought, and I just... I wanted all three of them, and and I, I at both times I was like I, I just can't justify spending more than like twelve dollars on well, Evan Courageous autograph. Your hero Vince Russo, whose book I bought you last year, which I'm sure you've read cover to cover multiple times, wanted to make this man world champion, and I figured I that under, you know what you it's could, it's a shitty could, idea, but I understand the logic on on paper. Yes. In he's, practice, no. He's like if he's like if Jim Neidhart and Steve Austin had a love job. 
Oh my god, I can't unsee that. Put it away. I can't unsee it at all. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I like that this has a certificate of authenticity. Like like I would I would question the authenticity of this Tank Abbott autograph. It's all it's an official WCW photo. Oh wait, that it is. You could tell that they were getting shitty back in the day because they're getting a little grainy. All their eight by tids were always shit. The Ernest the Cat, the black and white ones always look better than the color ones. Yeah, the Bobby Heenan one I had wasn't black and white. You're welcome, well, you Canadian bitch. Well, th- thanks, Travis. Get up on you. I was going to get Skip a Bret Hart one for Christmas, but those are expensive. and That's, that's a, bullshit. That's, that's an actual good present, and he would hate it. He'd probably like, just like you did the Kenny Omega one, Mark album. You know, get him one, and, and just give me a heads up, so I'd be like, hey, Skip, give me that to me. <laughs> I like Bret Hart. You're like, you are a Canadian I would, bitch. I would never book Sting to yeah. fucking uh, turn heel on you, Bret. Out of Montoya hitting us. Tilt the world second rope bulldog here. Not, like a, bad, like not a, a bad little match. I hate his hair. Soldier. I hate his hair so I, much. I will say, though, Brandon, I almost got you a Kevin Sullivan one because they're really cheap. And I almost got you a Widowmaker Barry Wyndham one. And then there's I, almost a Stalker one out. <laughs> I love I, I love Barry Wyndham. He's in my top ten of all time, and you just named the two worst eras of Oh, oh my god. It's the I think this is the first the promo. very first appearance for Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Because doesn't he say, like, are you gonna speak? And he just looks at them all like down the nose there. He's from Greenwich. Greenwich. Oh, I have that spring merchandise catalog thing. I was gonna say that you have that um that tie dye WWF shirt and I was like, like, why are yeah, you wearing you that right now? <laughs> Anyone has that tie dye WF shirt? I can't, I can't wait for y'all to see the Man Mountain Rock promo next week. Oh boy, I can't. With uh, Totoro. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was supposed to be used for Mania and it just got pulled over. Look at these people in the background. He's about to kiss a black man. See Sit that? down, Tina. Like, look, at this, look at this woman back here. Do you see her? She's like, get this fucking no, kid out the of back here. Oh, yeah, I, she, I, she is not digging it whatsoever. She has IBS really bad. <laughs> she and, She's uh, like, I'm trying to talk to the king, and you're in my way, you little the line, bitch. The line to the toilet's really, She's really backed up. My husband brought me to this. Here we, they're, they're, yeah, they're going to show this at what kind of happened oh after we went God. off uh, during commercial break with Diesel and Bam Bam. And they shake hands, and Bam Bam gets a huge fucking pop. They have no audio to this, which is fucking stupid. Well, like, it's so fucking hazy in there, too, man. It's fucking crazy. They don't have some ventilation in, the Omaha, in Omaha. Look at the pop they get. They're smoking corncob pipes. Oh, there. my God. We had some flash bulbs for that. I guess people thought in Omaha thought this was an epic moment. He could have easily been on top of the mid card in the Intercontinental title. He picture. should have been an Intercontinental champion. Man, she's getting woozy. You see her? She's like, oh no, what's going no, on? She's no, fucking swaying. No. She's about to. She's about to plop a load in her in her dungarees <laughs> and, and fucking look fall at that. Over. Look at her teeth. Holy shit! Jerry, Jerry Lawler's trying to t- say him that Bret Hart's ducking him here. Pretty sure. Yeah, they're just killing time now. I feel like they do this in the first episode. They they rush everything and they get to a point where they have just like. Three minutes, four minutes to kill at the end. Look at this guy. Hey. <laughs> Lick him in the ear. Bet you won't do it. This kid right here. Good God. How hard are you waving? Shout out to our, our buddy, uh, Brian Zane. I actually watched the uh, Super Clash 3, and seeing Jerry Lawler with the goatee, it takes me back a little bit. Yeah. And that's the episode, guys. Fellas, this is the first one we've gotten to do in quite a while. Is this episode ruined or redeemed? I'm going to have to give it a, a begrudging redeemed because the, the Bam Bam and Diesel match was much better than it had any right to be. 
I'm going to go redeemed as well because I just, that match, you know, just like Brandon said, was better than it had any right to be. Plus, it continues the whole build for uh, In Your House. And then you've got the Brett and Jerry Lawler underlying issue as well there with the whole contract situation that was kind of weaved in through the whole show. So I, I give it a redeem. I agree. I think uh, I, I put up my notes how they started off hot. It was an entertaining match. Uh, smoking guns look like stars, as they should. Cowboy um, asses. They, they introduced a new character with Bertha Faye. They also introduced... Oh, forgot about that. Fucking Harvey. How they were to slick back pedo look. would be great. <laughs> Coming soon for a t-shirt shop. <laughs> yeah, because everyone wants a shirt that says pedo. Huh? <laughs> Coming soon to a playground near you. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. <laughs> and then we got we got the first little vignette of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. This is a, a lot of progression. That's how you build stars, goddammit. You have them sitting on a fucking fancy chair and not say a fucking word. The funny thing is, next week he's in the exact same chair with the exact same clothes and the exact same tan. Yeah. Well, because he's tan. He's from Greenwich, Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, Who's your MVP? Hmm. Hmm. Travis, go first. I got a thing. For this episode, I'm going. I'm going to go Diesel. Uh, Had a great match with Bam Bam. Looked like a star. Looked like a champion. Uh, and him and Sid's thing is he's still pushing that along very well. And he read the engines, brother. <laughs> I, I'm going to go Barry Horowitz because the best the best part of this entire show is when he flips his <laughs> suspenders. suspenders off. And he looks like a wrestler. He does not wear <laughs> denim. Compared to everybody else in the match, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to have to say Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler uh, entertained me. Uh, not so PC with the weight jokes, but fuck, it made me laugh. We grew up in 95. That was our fucking time. So it, it, made, it made me laugh really hard. Um, so I like that we all have a different MVP. This this is one of the first times we've all done this. It's been a while. Uh, match of the night. I feel like it's pretty uh, it's, easy. Uh, it's obvious. Yeah. Bertha Fay and Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. Gosh, <laughs> Bell. It's fucking, it's fucking <laughs> Portuguese Donnie Man of War versus, versus Black Panther. Uh, Viano six <laughs> Diesel versus Bad She's Viano six and a half. Oh god, guys! On the other side of things, two days before this episode of Raw, we had WCW Saturday Night. They started to begin a, a tournament. Uh, Vader was the U, uh, United States champion. However, uh, he was stripped of the title due to injuring Dave Sullivan, aka Harley Race pulling a gun in a crowded area. <laughs> I thought that's like the most that's a legit reason why. So I have the brackets for this tournament, guys. The brackets are uh, as follows. So your first round is Sting versus Arn Anderson. Goddamn right. Paul or- Paul Orndorff versus Johnny B. Bad. Mm. Ming versus Marcus Bagwell. Blech. Brian Pillman versus Bunkhouse Buck. Blech. Rick Flair versus the Patriot. Eh. Das Wonderkin, Alex Wright versus Big Bubba Rogers. Oh. Uh, Randy Savage versus The Butcher. Young. <laughs> and Steve Austin versus uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, God. Did he win or did he lose again? I have all the results, but I'm going to save those because <laughs> when we start going through the tournament. So Why here, would you have Sting and Arn in the first fucking round like that? that because it's actually on this episode of Saturday Night Live. It's poor planning. That's why. Well, Arn is also the TV champ at the time, so there's that. So, uh, here's what happened on the show. Marcus Bagwell defeated Frankie Lancaster. Ming defeated Mike Corey, which that name pops up quite a bit. Alex Wright defeated Steve Storm. Uh, Paul Orndorff defeated Al Phillips. (laughs) He's German. 
Alf. He beat the SS. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> My boy. Uh, in the first round tournament match, Brian Pillman defeated Bunkhouse Buck as he should. <laughs> Why would he not? Uh, Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong defeated Tony Vincent and Jimmy Rogers. That's a job weird match. Weird match to have on there. The fucking Armstrongs are getting pushed in 98 on Thunder, boys. Goddamn. Scott they versus should. Ernest the Cat. They fucking should. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan defeated Kip Aby. Uh, Pip, or, uh, Sergeant Craig Pittman uh, downed Ian Weston and uh, Sting defeated Arn Anderson you know, to advance in the tournament. I was really wanting to buy that 95 set of WCW Saturday Night on Blu-ray from that guy, and that card just fucking just ruined it for me. It's Sting every versus fu- Arn Anderson, every though. Every fucking bit. Like, who the fucking cares about Kip Abbey? Dude, you're going to miss out on Brian Pillman versus Bunkhouse Buck. It's a fucking barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from goddamn Bucks North, Tennessee. He's bringing the fire. Yeah. And also, thinking of, of you, Mance Warner. We miss you, buddy. Get well soon. Travis, as this is the end of the month of April. Oh, God. Travis was tasked with something, but before we get to that, the next segment is Let's Get Extreme. April of 1995. I'm going to kind of gloss over some of this, Travis, and then yeah, you can kind of go in. in with it. So, well, okay, before we get started, I got tasked with watching. The entire month of ECW for April, because I had fucking COVID and had nothing else better to fucking do. You could have said no, but I had to kill time, or I would have probably killed myself. There, there's actually a lot of stuff notable that happened in the month of April of ECW. Travis is, you can't see him, but he's, he's shaking his head no. So the first one we got is, they had a show April 8th. Um, all these shows kind of follow um, weekly programs with uh, hardcore TV. Yeah. There are big shows that happen, but they kind of highlight those, take like a match, and they show them on there. Yeah, and they want you to fucking buy their VHS tapes to mail in for them. Yeah, it's in that check or money order. Don't worry, I saw enough public enemy in this first show to just realize that I'm glad both of them are going. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Drugs are made for certain people. Those are two of them. <laughs> that's, a, that's a t-shirt on that one <laughs> with both of them on there. Fuck. The first show. <laughs> I'm genuinely stunned. The public gonna be highlight reel. No wonder they died in my triple cage of doom with the heroin needle in their arm. Oh, Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. <laughs> Fuck, let me get through this, boys. There's a lot of shit that happened. So this show took place April 8th uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, prior to the taping, Pauly Dangerously and the Tasmaniac came to the ring uh, with Pauly announcing Sabu was working a tour of Japan and has decided to no-show his scheduled match later in the show. He then fired Sabu. Uh, it did feature a uh, interview with Joey Styles um, interviewing Chris Benoit uh, about his tag match later in the show, with Benoit calling Sabu a pussy. Uh, for hiding on the other side of the world, Benoit challenged the Taz Maniac to a fight then and there after Malenko came out to help Benoit and double-teaming Taz. The dog-faced gremlin Rick Steiner pops up for the first time in 95 for us, uh, making the save. Um, and he celebrated with the fans, and as they chanted, fuck you, uh, fuck Sabu and Paul E. I watched this. Cause Steiner this is all, got a pop. He got a huge-ass pop. His, I watched. His real name is Ron Breaker. <laughs> Rick Steiner. I'm going I'm to go ahead and chime in right here. Because he comes up a lot. Trust me, he comes up a fucking lot in a month worth of ECW. Fuck Joey Styles. He is an overrated bitch. 
His fucking commentary and cadence is worse than fucking Todd Pettengill ever thought about being. He is terrible. He's only a, he's only relevant for three words, and it's "Oh my god!" and he screams it like he's getting a dick shoved in his ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joey Styles blows. Continue. How can he get ramrodded and blow at the same time? <laughs> is there, are there multiple dicks involved? I he, need to know. He's getting pig roasted, and you sounded just like him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was me and Travis pig roasted right now. <laughs> Uh, the Pipples defeated uh, Tony Stetson and Johnny Hotbody. Uh, Interjection. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. There's a fucking Pitbulls promo, and you're probably going to talk about it in a fucking sauna. And it is the worst <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen on an ECW show in my life. And I just talked about Joey Styles and the fu- fucking Public Enemy. They are sitting there. Like, they're about to go to some fucking orgy, sweating in a sauna, and Polly dangerously thinks this is the greatest shit ever, and he's just, like, recording it, like, yeah, talk about how you're gonna get in there, get them, and, like, beat their asses, and, like, talk really homoerotic, and fucking, then you're, like, show a training montage of where they're fucking humping a goddamn fucking punching bag like he's and like biting it like he's a fucking dog you're a fucking man okay you're not humping a fucking goddamn punching bag you're not gonna do that in the ring when you're fucking wrestling i sound like brandon and like i fucking hate it <laughs> wcw broke travis or ecw broke travis fuck the pit bulls uh joey styles Glad you broke your neck oh fuck <laughs> oh. <laughs> Joey Styles interviewed Raven and Stevie Richards. Uh, Richards said he had another surprise for Raven. Said he had found the girl that went to summer camp with Raven and Tommy Dreamer, and she was in the arena. Raven slaps the shit out of Stevie Richards here. Yeah, Stevie great. has an amazing mullet, by the way, rival Shawn Michaels. He I, was called, What was his name? He was actually Steve, Steve Richards. They were calling him Steve Richards to begin with, and then they changed it to Stevie. Because trust me, I heard Joey Styles say, Steve Richards, Steve Richards, Steve Richards, Steve Richards. Richards told him she didn't look like she used to, as alluding that she was a heavy set woman and ugly, and introduced Beulah McGillicuddy. So she was perfect. So this was Beulah McG- um, the hell of a transformation. <laughs> Good for her. Beulah's fucking hot. She is smoking hot. Yep. Hey, Tommy Dreamer. I know you don't, you're a rape, whatever, like, apologist. But hey. Hey, Tommy Dreamer <laughs> one time was on rants. So. <laughs> <laughs> you get. You, you, you fucking defend Ric Flair. <laughs> I know you get want brought up. Raven took on Tommy Dreamer. Uh, Beulah sprayed Tommy Dreamer in the face with hairspray. It was an okay um, match. Mikey Whipwreck defeated Ron Simmons in a DQ due to 9-11 coming out there. 9 <laughs> <laughs> 9-11? No, no, I want to 9-11. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated... Uh, well, he fell hard like a tower, I think. Whatever. Uh, Didn't he OD or something? I'm pretty sure. They all had CCW, so okay. odds are yes. So, Eddie Guerrero defeated Two Cold Scorpio for the television championship. Great match. Good match. Good match. It's actually on a, one of Eddie Guerrero's documentaries. Pretty sure we're going to offend a lot of ECW fans this show. That's fine. Send all your hate to Travis Laster on Twitter. Axel Rotten uh, pinned Ian Rotten in a hair versus hair match. Any, um, any show with them why? on is a fucking stinker. Fuck, After fuck the, the match, Axel's, uh, Axel cut Ian's hair with a pair of scissors until Ian fought back and stuck the scissors in Axel's forehead. Garbage. Yeah. Rotten. Just like their fucking last name and just like fucking Axel was in his casket. Shane, oh my god. Shane Douglas defeated the Sandman uh, after Woman uh, turned on the Sandman and joined Shane Douglas. A great angle until they ruin it in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Travis's favorite public enemy defeated the tag champions of Benoit and Malenko uh, and the Tasmaniac and Rick Steiner. Fucking It's an elimination match. Uh, they Malenko pinned the Tasmaniac uh, uh, following a diving headbutt from Benoit and um, Steiner and Taz defeated uh, attacked uh, their opponents after the match. Public enemy is a one-trick fucking pony. It's their goddamn entrance song and you can't even hear it on the WWE Network because they got to <laughs> fucking edit it off. So it's just like, oh, hands all in the fucking air but to what? Because I can't fucking hear the what real music. What did they come out to? Oh, no, 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 And when that ended, so did the... And as Bruce Preacher said, the bell had to fucking ring and guess what? They couldn't fucking work to save their life. Ted Petty Invitational? Bullshit. Rocco Rock pinned Malenko for the win. The crowd chanted fuck Sebby throughout the bout. After the match, Steiner and Taz returned to the ring and brawled with Benoit and Malenko uh, as uh, Public Enemy celebrated. Pitbulls uh, later came By out doing wearing, wearing Public Enemy shirts as all of the champions. So that was that first show. So a lot of stuff happened that first show. Uh, second one, April 14th. Uh, drew 350 fans. I don't even know if it has anything on here for it, Chavis, because it's such a small show. Uh, Taz defeated Stevie Richards. Uh, Malenko defeated Mikey Whipwreck. The Public Enemy defeated the Pitbulls in a barroom brawl match. Ian Rotten defeated Axel Rotten in a strap match. Tommy defeated Raven, which they don't really talk about him defeating Raven. Here's here's the thing, though. Like, the shows you're reading results for aren't necessarily the hardcore TVs. Yeah, this is just shows that yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. So, I think what they do is they take snippets of some of these shows and put them on. Yeah, because they didn't show TV. any of the good shit on that hardcore sh- hardcore TV. They didn't show Tommy Dreamer beating Raven. Yeah, I figured they wouldn't because they're going to save that. Yeah, and then, that's, that, that would kind of ruin it. Upset the cart. Uh, Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack defeated the Sandman and Ron Simmons. They did show that angle. When the Cactus pinned Sandman. Ron Simmons in the ECW, just fucking random. Because they're they're... They're trying to push that Shane and Cactus train together, so they have this bond and everything. Which is true. They, yeah, they, they did. did. They trained with uh, Dominic Danucci. Dominic Danucci. Ron Simmons out of place in ECW. But. Hostile City Showdown 95, April 15th. So this is the next day. Uh, it took place in the ECW arena in Philly. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck defeated Stevie Richards. Ian Rotten defeated Axel Rotten in a death match after wrapping God. Axel in barbed wire and How hitting him in the head with a steel chair. How many matches do they get to have? Too many. Tommy Dreamer fought Raven to a no contest. Uh, Eddie Guerrero uh, took on Dean Malenko to a 30-minute time limit draw. They did show that on the hardcore TV. It says this is actually on the legacy of Eddie Guerrero's uh, uh, box set. It is. Not a bad match. Yeah, that's the only highlight of that full fucking hardcore TV. The Sandman pinned uh, ECW champion Shane Douglas to win the championship. Uh, when he fell backwards on Douglas after women, a woman hit Douglas in the leg with Sandman's cane. With the shittiest cane shot in the fucking world, she goes, poor little tink tink to the back of his leg, and he just goes like, oh god, my legs are broken, and then Sandman falls on top of him. Uh, crowd chanting, you got fucked, and Shane is dead at, at Douglas before Douglas put on a WWF Raw shirt. Yep. A moment, uh, just moments later. And Douglas grabbed the mic and he told the crowd to kiss his ass before leaving the arena through the crowd. They chanted, hey, 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 goodbye. Yep. Towards Douglas as Sandman and Woman celebrated in the ring. Yep. So that whole sa- whole woman turning on Sandman and making out with Shane Douglas and lighting his cigarette in the back and br- br- rubbing all over him and like, oh, you're a champion, blah, blah, blah. Ruined because Shane Douglas goes to the fucking WWF to become Dean Douglas. Which gets me excited because we're going to get Dean Douglas soon, guys. God fucking damn. Said nobody. Uh, <laughs> Public Enemy defeated the Pitbulls. 9-1-1, or I call them 9-11. Pin Ron Simmons with a choke slam off the middle turnbuckle. Bullshit. <laughs> and then Cactus Jack pinned Terry Funk with a DDT well, onto his steel chair. fucking WCW tombstone? Good, because that's what's above your fucking head, you overrated oh. hack. Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> make you watch ECW more often. This is, this is entertaining. Uh... I don't uh, see the reverence. Cact- Cactus beat Terry after Funk after this. he DDT'd him onto a steel chair. Uh, after ECW champion Sandman interfered and accidentally hit Funk with a Singapore cane. After the match, Sandman assaulted Cactus Jack with his cane, poured lighter fluid on him, and then uh, with Funk uh, returning to ringside with a f- uh, flaming branding iron to try to light him on fire. Funk blew a flame into Cactus's face before prodding him out of the ring with the weapon. Cactus eventually st- uh, stole it away and scared Funk away. Yeah, I will say there is a highlight through these hardcore TVs is Terry Funk. They showed Terry Funk cutting promos. It's like all from the same session, but like it's like these out of the his mind deranged promos. They're actually pretty good. The first one is actually and, and Cactus cuts an amazing promo as well. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. I mean, it fucking make pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, April twenty eighth. So this actually took place right around the same time as this Raw. Uh, One hundred eighty five fans. Uh, this is in Mifflin Town, Pennsylvania, in the uh, Waniata High School. Taz defeated Hack God, Myers. It's crazy they could even get into a high school. Yeah, I'm very surprised as well. Tommy Dreamer pinned Raven. So he keeps going over on these small shows. It's weird. Uh, Ron Simmons pinned Shane Douglas on the show. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero defeated Dean Malenko. Axel defeated Ian Rotten in a tape fist match, which sounds stupid. Sandman pinned Mikey Whipwreck. Marty Jannetty pinned Jim Neidhart, which I thought was really, really random. Fun. And they don't mention it all on the hardcore TVs. ECW Tag Champions Public Enemy defeated the Pitbulls in a Falls Count Anywhere and Cactus pinned Terry Funk for a, in front of 185 people. MGW draws bigger crowds than that. That's fucking insane. Here's something that they had on one of the episodes was like they had like this four way discussion and it's like Sandman and Woman comment, then Cactus Jack will comment. Like it's all about Shane Douglas leaving to go to the WWF. And then there's like this blonde bimbo from, they probably picked up from Prostitutes R Us, is standing in front of a fucking, like, Learjet, and it's like she walked off of it to be Shane Douglas's spokesperson. It is the dumbest fucking shit. And you can tell that they have given her index cards to memorize, and because she's not moaning or saying, oh my God, or Jesus, or taking a dick in her mouth, it sounds so fucking rehearsed. It is goddamn terrible. And then they're like, over there, like, Cactus, how do you feel? And he's like, oh, Troy Martin's my friend, but, you know, if he wants to go better himself, da 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 Like, totally out of Cactus Jack character. Nothing good. And then Sand- so Sandman's what you're over- saying is they both needed dicks. Yeah, and then San- Sandman's over there smoking a cigarette. Like, I told you I was going to win the title of my American flag pants and drink beer. Sandman also <laughs> appeared on Rants, so I'll be too, Sandman. <laughs> Fucking no who didn't, woman. Oh, well, <laughs> you didn't have a chance. That's <laughs> fucked up. Woman fucking smoke show. All right, guys. Way. This is the last show. God, this is the last show uh, of of April of uh, 95 for ECW. Uh, April 29th, this is the next day. 375 fans. Dover, Delaware. Uh, Caesar, <laughs> Rod- Caesar Rodney High School. Hack Myers and Mikey Whipwreck defeated Stevie Richards and Raven, which is fucking weird. <laughs> Marty Janetti defeated Shane Douglas. Ron Simmons defeated Jim Neidhart. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero uh, and Dean Malenko went to a double countout. Uh, Public Enemy defeated the Pitbulls. Axel defeated Ian Rotten in a barbed wire baseball bat match. <laughs> he let them have a match where they stab each other. I they did. He got stabbed with scissors. Remember? But <laughs> here's the other thing that like they don't they don't talk about. <laughs> 
is they have these promos, like little people, these people have little snippet promos throughout all these hardcore TVs. Fucking Hack Myers gets promo time. He needs it. <laughs> Mikey Whitbreak says even- that he should challenge for the ECW ch- title against the Sandman because he, gosh darn it, just wants to try real hard. Well, fuck you, Mikey. You sucked in 95. You were a jobber. And you only won the belt in fucking end of 95 because Steve Austin wanted to go to the WWF. Rest my and, and, Spoiler alert, and, you and, dick! And think about this. As as small and as unathletic as Mikey Whipwreck was and is, he's still twice the size of oh, Dwarf Mar- Dong Sucker. <laughs> True. Well, guys, so Dude. we have Sam, Sam and uh, when Tommy Dreamer went to a no contest and Cactus Jack pinned uh, Terry Funk. Here, here's my thing. I know people hold ECW up to this huge regard, like it's great, blah blah, blah. cutting edge, great angles. Watch hardcore TV from April of 1995, and tell me what's so fucking cutting edge about it. It is mashed together bullshit. They can't even spell what was the fucking word confrontation. They spelled it fucking wrong on the TV twice. Somebody typed it in and didn't spell check it twice. Confrontation, not confrontation. <laughs> Goddamn Joey fucking Styles. You fucking- know the difference between confrontation and confrontation. Oh my god, it was so fucking terrible. I had. I I had COVID, and I wish I would have got sicker and went blind. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have had to watch that shit. So, Travis, are you excited to watch it for uh, May? Fuck you. <laughs> Brandon, it's your assignment. <laughs> no. Maybe we could bond over how much we hate ECW. I don't think I... No. <laughs> I think we should the best Champion prerogative, I don't do that. I don't... <laughs> I don't do jobs, and I don't watch ECW no, yeah, so hardcore TV. There's only five things that really mattered. Benoit, what TV time they showed him in like little snippet promos made him look like a star. Demolingo and Eddie Guerrero put on some great matches, what they showed of him. Because, of course, they want you to buy the tapes. They only show you, like, blue, blue, here's a Molly Straw and blah, 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 and Texas Cloverleaf. And, oh, he hit a frog splash, and you don't show what happens. Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. That's it. Sandman can fuck off. Shane Douglas really doesn't do anything. Like, the whole first Hardcore TV episode is from the second he wins the NWA title, throws it down until that point. And then we go into Public Enemy talking about how great they are. Guess what? You fucking suck. I think we should all be I, cast- hope, I wish the acolytes would have gave you more concussions. Oh my god. Oh. I think we should all we should all be tasked with covering at least one episode so we all have to go through at least once. Yeah. Fuck four of them. Guys, I'm so glad we were back. I'm glad I got Travis all hot and bothered with ECW. This was the best thing we've ever had to do. You remember that video we did on the the thing that time? Who gives like, a shit? You're like, oh, like ECW did so and so, and then I'm like, who gives a fuck? I think I'm gonna, t- exactly. I think I'm gonna take that clip and just edit it into this podcast. There needs to be a picture of my face on a shirt, and it says ECW, and then underneath it says, who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who loves ECW, but. You're looking through it through rose-colored glasses, just like most people look through the Attitude Era. I, 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 you, you, <laughs> did, you, did you just become me? Like, <laughs> trust me, I'm watching '98 Rawls. It's not great. Oh shit, Brandon, rants. Uh, January 2020, uh, we had uh, we started the year off with a 2022 bitch. Well, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> we're, we're still it's a 2020 part three. Part, it's 20 part three. Yeah. We're still in COVID time. The uh, 20 uh, January 2022, uh, we got a Motel Hell retrospective. We also had um, Craig Nance 
uh, performs a version of the theme song, but he changed the lyrics uh, to be about rants. Probably the coolest thing that's ever happened on the podcast. Yeah, Brandon jerked off to it a hundred times because I, I did. I, and I heard I, it. It and, was cool, though. And that was his idea. That wasn't something I asked him to do. I literally asked him, like, hey, can you just talk about, like, you know, them, you know, bringing you on board and getting the chance to do the music and... And he was like, uh, no, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, would you like me to perform the song? He's like, no, don't do that. Was, yes, please do that. Um, and he's like, would you Hey, would you think it'd be cool if, like, because I listened to one of your episodes, if I could, like, change some of the lyrics. I'm like, no, yes, please. Like, no, please don't do make that. us feel like we're good. <laughs> so, it's, it's seriously, one of the coolest things that's ever happened on the podcast. Um, scheduling wise, hopefully we'll be able to have a, an, another episode of uh, Rants After Dark out uh, later this month. Um, we're going to do the John Michael Thor uh, craptastic movie, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, looking forward to cranking that one out. And then in February, uh, we have a tradition where we, we do uh, spend uh, Valentine's Day with the man of your dreams, and that being Freddy Krueger. So we'll have a uh, another uh, Freddy Krueger retrospective. Can you give us a hint which one it's going to be? Well... You'll you'll wish you were dead after you've seen it. Ah, I know what it is because Bram is like this movie blows. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> or was it great? <laughs> There's parts of it that are good, but it's, it mostly sucks. Just like ECW. <laughs> no, it all sucks. <laughs> Travis, talk about your uh, your sales adventures lately. S- still selling a bunch of stuff on eBay. I got. I'm about to put Brandon's VHSs up there. Yeah, by fucking time. Prioritize, um, bitch. I'm the champ. <laughs> I didn't want to touch a lot of stuff while I had COVID, so. Um, you touch his dick enough. <laughs> I, I, I had over 800 things, and then yeah. after Christmas, like, I guess everybody got Christmas money, and my sales went through the roof, so thank you guys. If anybody listens that buys my stuff, thank you very much. Uh, TGL The Man 12 on eBay, still pushing it. Um, us guys may be doing the, uh, was it? What was it again? Smoky Mountain uh, Collector Show. Co- collector Show in March. I think it's March 5th. Um, they got to back to me during COVID, and I just did forgot about it until the guys brought it today. So may have a table there and sell some goodies for everyone. Brandon with his comic books, Eddie with his dong, and me with wrestling collectibles. I sell my dong a lot. Yeah, I know. It's probably going to be the hit of the show. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the taxing on that like? Physically or like money wise, uh, both. <laughs> Physically, I, I, like I, I, you, I'm chafing. I mean, if you get, if you make any profits on Venmo over six hundred dollars now, you got to report it. So you same thing on Pen uh, you, you better be doing that shit around the table. <laughs> I'll be putting my cock on top of the table for under the table money. <laughs> Guys, NGW, uh, a lot has happened. Um, we had our show in Virginia where we had. Moose take on uh, Rich Swan. The Impact titles on the line. We've had the NWA title and Impact Championship defended on our show, which on our on NGW, which is fucking cool. Um, of course, we're in our winter hibernation right now. I know myself and Cody have already kind of laid out the map of what this year is going to bring. So I'm really excited um, to. Definitely probably going to be traveling to two different places we've never had shows before. Book Samoa Joe! Yeah, I've already had a lot of people message me like, you better book Samoa Joe. Um, we've already uh, have a, a lot of cool stuff in mind of what's going to happen. Hard to tell depending on um, who is signed by the time, you know, our little time it's frame rolls COVID. around. And COVID, yeah, COVID, guys. And um, biggest thing is, you know, check us out at nextgentn.net. Uh, you can check us out on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Uh, anytime you watch stuff or you stream an NGW show, we make money off it. So uh, we appreciate all that. Um, 
But yeah, guys, big thing is we're glad to be back. Be safe, guys. Uh, all it takes is one person in a workplace to get someone sick, as Travis. It happened to Travis. Run uh, for 30 minutes tops. I, I know there's at least three people in Gatlinburg uh, where I work that had it, and luckily I've not contracted it again. It's it's the least of the diseases you can catch in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. You're not wrong. You never mm-hmm. notice, man, while we're on the subject, that when you look at someone you're like, they work in Gatlinburg, you immediately know they live in Gatlinburg, too. Yeah. It's pretty bad, right? Yeah, because they're all disgusting <laughs> All of them. Every single one of you piece of shit Gatlinburg motherfuckers. <laughs> no offense anybody listening to the podcast. No, seriously. Except for Scott. We love you, Scott. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot to bring Scott's Christmas present to give to you. Oh, that's because I don't know when I'll see him. I have no I have no interest in seeing Scott. Fuck Scott. Guys, Scott, Scott if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to tell you what it is. Guys, we are... <laughs> <laughs> we are one episode of Monday Night Raw left uh, until we hit In Your House 1, which is exciting. Um, we're also in the next episode. We're going to actually talk about um, the collision in Korea as well. Oh, boy. Are you excited? <laughs> the, the the biggest attended uh, wrestling event of all time. I wonder how big the gate was. Uh, you know Zero dollars. You know how much it was? <laughs> <laughs> the blood of orphans. Oh, God. That's not much. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> in Vietnam, it's not Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> Am I going to get killed now? <laughs> no I'm might. pretty sure some Gatlinburg ECW bitch is going to come after me now. <laughs> he he's a, he has hate speech on me. Oh, God. Uh, guys, we appreciate y'all listening to us, and uh, let's get back into the rankings. I know our uh, our fearless leader, that cuck TJ Bowser, um, says that he wants to take DDP's number one spot. Uh, I would love to get us back in the top uh, top at least top 100 um, wrestling podcasts in the U.S. Uh, we thank you all for subscribing. Yeah. Sin- sincerely, be safe, guys. Take care. Um, and I'm really excited to keep doing this with you guys. Yeah. Sincerely, guys, I'm you know, sorry about the you know hiatus we took. It was not intentional. but We just we, we were literally about to record that week, and then and Travis got, got COVID. COVID. Yeah, and then, then I had uh, everybody in my, jo- in my work... Uh, oddly enough, not COVID related, but everybody either had the flu or quit. So I ended up having to pick up like several shifts. So, so it's just been like the dominoes have continually failed. October and December just kind of. And then on top of that, like the fucking snow, everyone's been, everyone was iced in. So it's been, it's been kind of a task just to get together with our buddies. So uh, continue to listen, guys. Uh, we'll be back next time with uh, some more Monday Night Raw leading into In Your House One. Take care. In your house. Bye. 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 I love you. Fuck here.